Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Cyclists and motor vehicles have been involved in more crashes, resulting in serious injuries and death. On Tuesday of this week, a 71-year-old Toronto cyclist was killed when he, at high speed, according to police, crashed into the back of a parked vehicle as he swerved to avoid a turning van. In, on Monday, in less than 24 hours, there were 18 reported collisions involving cyclists and pedestrians with motor vehicles. A 73-year-old man was killed on uh, Tuesday. So it's a growing problem nationally as more families with their kids are pedaling for recreation as well as commuting. Joey Schwartz is the advocacy director for the Toronto Bicycling Network, and they place ghost bikes, uh, perhaps you've seen them, where, um, where there have been crashes. Joey, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Good can day, sir. Thank you for taking the time. I know you're on the road adding somewhere. Yeah, I'm heading back to Toronto right now. So on a, on a day-to-day basis, and you ride all the time, and you ride long distances, and you drive in the city, ride in the city, and you ride... Um, in the country, are things getting worse rather than better as far as the sharing the road relationship between cyclists and motorists is concerned? Well, I'm finding that in Toronto it's it has gotten worse. Uh, I'm finding also in the country roads it's not bad. It hasn't gotten worse, but it um, hasn't gotten better as well. So when you say it's getting worse in the city, what does that mean exactly? What I'm finding now uh, is that the in the downtown core, it, uh, traffic is uh, basically uh, either willfully ignoring that cyclists are there on the road and pedestrians are on the road, or um, in some cases, I'm finding that they're more aggressive than they used to be. And have you found yourself personally in a situation where you actually feared for your own safety and recently? Oh, very much so. I, I was cut off uh, on my commute to work on Thursday and on Friday uh, by someone. Um, by two different drivers, both seemingly not uh, trying to be malicious, but also weren't really paying attention to the road, crossing multiple lanes of traffic and almost uh, hitting me while I was cycling. I was talking to somebody uh, the other day who commutes from Burlington, Ontario, to Toronto every day, and then back in the afternoon, and and encounters bicycles, and he, he said to me, bicyclists are a bloody nuisance. Well, uh, that's a... That's an interesting matter. I mean, it's an interesting de- description, descriptive term, because it is getting bloody on the roads. Yeah, uh, and uh, I, I wouldn't really say that it was the uh, cyclists that were at fault for that. I mean, uh, one of the issues I think that's going on is that a lot of motorists don't realize where bikes are allowed to be on the road. And uh, I actually found that pretty disturbing a couple of times in Mississauga over the last two months when I've been cycling around um, here Ontario Street and Lakeshore Road. When I see the statistics that I saw earlier this week, the 18 reported incidents in less than 24 hours, two individuals dead over over 36 hours, that tells me that there's a lack of a relationship between the motorist and the cyclist, Joey. There's just no relationship, or not enough of a relationship. I think it actually comes down to more to education on both sides. Uh, I think there's a definite need for increased education for motorists, and I also think that cyclists certainly need to be better educated about their uh, responsibilities as well. Tell us about the ghost bikes. Well, the ghost bikes are actually put up by a different group than uh, TBN. They're, it's called uh, Advocacy for Respect for Cyclists, otherwise known as ARC. 
Uh, they've been doing this since 1996 when uh, a college student uh, was killed at York University back in April of 1996. Basically, the ghost bikes are put up about one week after a cyclist dies. Uh, it's a ride out to the location, and it's a silent ceremony. And occasionally, if friends or relatives are there, uh, they get to speak about uh, the deceased. The individual I talked to does the commute from Burlington, Ontario to Toronto and back every day. Talked also about cyclists should be required to stop and put at least one foot on the ground at each stop sign or traffic signal. Says they don't do that. They think they can just go through the intersection and they have no one but themselves to blame if they're hit in, under those circumstances. And I also had a situation where a former producer of this program was riding his bicycle across a crosswalk when the, uh, the, the walk sign was up and received a fine from a police officer who was actually doing a sting because you're not allowed to ride your bike across a crosswalk. That was in Montreal. Don't know what the rule is in Toronto. But there was a, there was, was a list of complaints that this driver had about cyclists. Well, the first thing I'd say is, under the Highway Traffic Act, a cyclist is not required to put their foot down at a stop sign. That's uh, absolutely a misreading of the Highway Traffic Act. However, Cambike, uh, the organization that teaches proper safety for cycling, actually does recommend that you put your foot down and look both ways and then go. So, but um, best practice would be to put your foot down, but it's not required by the law. Do you expect things to get better in the short term? Um, no, I actually expect we're unfortunately going to have quite a few more deaths before things start getting better. What's it going to take ultimately? What, what's, what's the basic necessity? The basic necessity is you have to design the streets uh, to include everyone. Uh, they need to be narrower, fewer travel lanes, medians, better protection between motor, motor traffic and uh, active transportation, um, basically slowing down the main speed limits in the downtown core. And some of these are already starting to come into effect. The city has started putting in 30 kilometer an hour uh, speed limits in most of the residential areas in uh, Toronto, East York. All right, Joey, thank you so much for the time. Good talking to you. Oh, thank you. Ride safely. Bye. Bye. Joey Schwartz is the advocacy director for the Toronto Bicycling Network. So on Tuesday, a 71-year-old Toronto cyclist was killed when he, at high speed, according to police, crashed into the back of a parked vehicle as he was swerving to avoid a turning van. And on Monday, in less than 24 hours, there were 18 reported collisions. Those are reported collisions between cyclists, some pedestrians, and motor vehicles, and a 73-year-old man was killed. So we have a growing problem nationally. And as I said earlier, more families with their kids are pedaling for recreation, there's more commuting on bicycles, and it's getting nasty out there. So when I saw those numbers, I thought, we talk about this a little bit. And here's my question for you. I'm going to put this as bluntly as I can. Do cyclists find themselves injured and killed because drivers of cars and trucks see people on bicycles as a nuisance, or perhaps more accurately, eventually, as a bloody nuisance. 888-225-8255-416-870-6400. I drive and I ride a bike. I drive and I ride a bike. And I really believe, and I believe this, the drivers are mostly to blame for the problems between cyclists and vehicles. If you're driving a car or you're driving a truck, if there's an accident or if there's a close call, most of the time it's the driver's fault.
not the cyclist's fault. Most of the time, it's the driver's fault. You can agree, disagree, state your point of view. I know it's happening in your city. It may have happened to you. I really, I'm going to say it again, most of the time, it is the person sitting on his or her backside behind the steering wheel who's at fault when there's a collision or a near collision with a bicycle. 